All right, so here's a random thought. I uh, just been popped in back into my head after um, the day of oddness. Um, trust. For a long while now, I've not understood why it was that people like listening to these DM stories. And um, I do them, I record stuff for myself to listen back to, and I kind of think that maybe that makes some sense to me. It's really helpful in a lot of ways to, to listen back over the week, hear the ups and downs. It reminds me you know, who I am and all of my vulnerabilities, but I've never understood why people like listening to them, especially if, um, as some have said, they're kind of painful at times. And I just wonder if, actually, when I think about it, whether it kind of goes to trust that um, by not varnishing things, by not holding back, by not hiding things, somehow um, you as my listener feel like there's some trust growing between us. I don't know. Uh, maybe I, 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 I certainly know that I feel vulnerable, and I, I certainly feel like it's a dangerous thing to do. But people always seem to respond very positively, and it's always mystified me. And I'm just wondering, does it have something to do with trust? Do you feel like because I'm so honest, even though I am very flawed, and um, you know, <laughs> I say stuff that's probably quite controversial at times, um, is it something that helps you? feel like you can trust me more um i don't know i just wondered because one of the things that um we've been talking about a lot today is that when we work with people um it's not helpful if we don't get into their lives really i think we hold back from people and we don't want to be in their lives and we don't want people in our lives and that's actually not terribly conducive to trust but of course, getting into letting someone in is also something that requires trust. So we have this horrible catch twenty two thing going on, and um, yeah, I'm just wondering whether the openness here um, is helping um, with my relationship with you. I guess I don't know. Random thought. Let me know what you think. Things he won't share with us: the darkness in his brain, the dungeon master's plan. The pleasure and the pain What's better left unknown Keep calling out to me I hear him think out loud To die Only the great shall come Open to page one My name is Che Webster And this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary. Another week gone by, and here I am back at the mic. The Dungeon Master's Diary is a very personal thing. Day by day and week by week, each episode features my audio notes. I record them here and there between my regular gaming sessions and assemble them into a rough edit. These form my notes, a kind of a journal that lets you take a peek behind the Dungeon Master's screen, I guess. The thing I have to warn you about is that there are, first of all, plenty of spoilers for anyone who plays at any of my gaming sessions. And secondly, it is pretty candid. It's a messy, very messy snapshot of my inner life as a gamer. So, you know, you have been warned. Hey up Shane, Shandy Andy. Just wanted to comment 
on a comment that was put on one of your podcasts. I'm sorry, I can't remember which one, but it was about um, involving the players in the NPCs. And I think the example was uh, given that, uh, that there was a body lying on the floor and uh, asking the player whether they knew them and if they did to describe who that NPC was. And you said you're uncertain about involving the players in that. I mean, as a player, I'm fine with that. I mean, I enjoy that type of co- um, collaborative world building between the GM and a player. Um, don't know about Dave and Ian, um, but certainly if you ever want to do that with me, I'm more than happy to give it a go. Just thought I'd mention that. Cheers, mate. Ah, I love that your wife was on it. I would love to hear more from her. I love the PDF and the whole house being consumed. I, please tell her what I did with Tim was I gave him his own office. It used to be a movie room that we, we went and watched movies in or read and took naps in. But that room got turned into I ripped the carpets out and I fixed the walls and I gave him a game room. So now all of his thousands and thousands of dice, kilos of dice are in there. It was great to hear your wife. Absolutely. Absolutely loved it. Whisk out. Oh, I do love it when people call in. Shandy Andy and uh, the amazing um, Happy Whisk there. Thank you both for calling in this week. It's brilliant to hear from you. Uh, uh, Andy, great to know that you're okay with um, you know some of this NPC shenanigans stuff. I've been listening more to uh, various other podcasters this week on the subject, so my thoughts are developing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a particularly interesting um sort of series of thoughts that have kind of sifted over the airways to me via uh, the lizard man diaries is it i think it's called um michael did a really interesting episode uh, episode two um and i was listening to that and it came me some interesting ideas about using some ooh, random tables so that's interesting anyway i'm withering ivy i spoke today but i listened to your message uh so she hasn't recorded a reply but we had a good chuckle um yeah, I used to kind of have a hobby room and then the, the rats moved in. And um, But the hobby room itself is just full of books that you couldn't work in there. Yeah, there's a desk with a computer, but you couldn't get to it. And um, yeah. But hey, we love that you called in. And um, thank you so, so much for uh, listening in. Uh, it is fab when you call me. Um, it always cheers me up. Thank you so much. And you know what? It wouldn't be an episode, would it, if this, this guy didn't call in? Hey, Trey, this is Jason. Just listened to GM Diary number nine, or DM Diary number nine, I guess. Um, thank you for continuing to do your Vagax 75 and doing the Traveler thing, or, the, you know, your space thing. Really enjoying it. Got some space games coming up on my own. Well, I'm a player, not GM. And I really like the genre. The games I'm playing in are kind of lighthearted, spoofs, you know, they're more space balls or maybe Red Dwarf than they are you know, serious sci-fi, but I, I wouldn't mind playing a serious sci-fi space game either but anyway, I, I, I'm enjoying listening to you go through the process and it's keeping me engaged and, and looking forward to these space games so, looking forward to diary number 10 where you, or journal number 10 where um, we find out what this project is, so Take care, and I'll play with you tomorrow. So, Jason, thank you for calling in again. And, um, yeah, lovely to hear from you. Um, This call goes back to last weekend, uh, just prior to uh, me playing 
GURPS Dungeon Fantasy and the Dungeons of Thal uh, online with the online group. And um, the reason we got to playing Thal actually was because Jason, in in the end, couldn't make it, which was a massive shame. And we were very much missing you. Uh, but I'm going to let you in on a secret. I kind of appreciated the opportunity because I was a player down to shift to Thal. And we had a we created some characters, we rolled them up, and we had a good time. So Jason, um, I'm really sorry you didn't make it. And I'm kind of also glad in a way that if you can come to the next one, you kind of sparked me playing something I'm enjoying a lot more. So that was that. And then Gygax seventy five. Well, that kind of stalled a bit, and a simple reason is because of the time I have. But I'm I'm not done with it. Just at week three, building the uh, dungeon. Um, in a sort of sci-fi setting, um, which you can stretch to two weeks under under Ray Otis's guidance, I um, I just felt like I needed to put that off until I got to the the uh, Christmas holidays. I nearly said summer then, uh, to the Christmas holiday because um, right now things are kind of mental. Plus, I've got a number of games going on, and I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to kind of just rush at it. Um, so it is coming but you'll have to forgive me because i've kind of pressed pause on gygax 75 sf for now though my intention is absolutely to come back to it when i get to the christmas holiday i have two weeks off and that's just a couple of weeks away anyway jason thanks for calling in the you did call more i'm saving those for another time and i hope that the (laughs) secret project mentioned in episode 10 wasn't too much of a disappointment (laughs) all right what's next Oh, diary. It's Saturday morning and I just wanted to record the fact that I'm very, very nervous about tonight's second session. Playing with Fantasy Grounds, using GURPS Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game to play the pre-written scenario. Um by Doug Cole. Which is called the Hall of Judgment. It's a fine scenario, don't get me wrong. It is really well written. There are very few kind of uh, textual issues. And it's great in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, it contains, uh, I think it's about 16 pre-generated characters at the back for starters, which is great. It contains like Doug Cole's dungeon grappling rules, which I don't intend to use at this stage, but you know they're there. And a really nice venture. It's a really kind of uh, interesting quest, if you like. Uh, the problem I have is, is, is not so much with this as a module, but with modules in general, that I'm coming to realise there's an awful lot of work in reading and understanding and then being able to run a pre-written module. And I combine that with the fact that this module is written for Dungeon Fantasy RPG at 250 points, which is roughly equivalent to somewhere between 5th and 8th level. And, I, and having played one session, it feels more like about 7th, 8th level than it does 5th, 6th. So imagine that I gave you, as a brand new GM of a new game, uh, playing Dungeons & Dragons, sort of 5th edition, I gave you a 7th level party, and I said, run a game for them. I imagine that many GMs would be quite daunted by that, and I feel very daunted by that. And that's the only complaint I have with the Dungeon Fantasy RPG, that it sets the bar and points so high at 250 points, that it feels 
tricky to learn. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot of moving parts on those characters. The power level is high. They can. They're very competent. They can do a lot. And actually, as a GM, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I would much rather play with sixty to a hundred points, maybe max of one hundred and fifty point characters. You know, seventy five points is roughly first level for Dungeons and Dragons equivalent. You know, one hundred and twenty five points ish, hundred hundred twenty five you're talking second ish level towards third level, and in that sort of one fifty is nearer third level character. I can handle that. Um, and of course, the module is written for that level of power, so it is not possible for me well it's not not impossible it's very difficult for me to strip that back you know so i'm quite daunted by it i have to admit and i'm i told the guys in the week i sent an email saying you know i'm really actually quite anxious about it um i would much rather play a, a much lower point game in a very simple dungeon and of course i made a commitment to these guys so i feel like i need to carry that through and that's what i intend to do today well, that doesn't stop me feeling anxious about it. And as the day cracks on, I'm going to get more and more anxious. I know it. Um, so one of the reasons for recording this is to sort of hold me accountable. Because I think by recording this, um, I know that you won't hear this for a week. But um, actually, I kind of know that I've made a commitment. Uh, and I can't try and keep that commitment. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, I wanted to say it. I wanted to put it out there. As excited as I am about my gaming right now and as energised as I am, this one feels like the sort of Damocles. Dead excited, just got a parcel from Amazon, I've opened that and um, I'm just going to take the shrink wrap off this box. Well, it's a wrap round for six books, six kind of paperback books. It says part story, part game, pure adventure, you are the hero. Have you guessed what it is yet? I bet. Even before I started, you knew. So, what have we got inside? Mm. Okay, six books. The game books you can read and play. Dare you take the challenge? I have The Island of the Lizard King. This was the original fighting fantasy number seven. Um, reissued. Um, this is not the Scholastic Edition. Yes, it is the Scholastic Edition. Fantastic. The Scholastic Edition. Dave, Dave um, will be really pleased, won't you, Mr. Aldridge? I have The Creature of Havoc, which is about three times as thick as Island of Egypt, so that's good. I have The Citadel of Chaos, one I really remember from back in the day. You brave enough to enter the trap-filled lair of the sorcerer Balthus Dyer. Love it. Death Trap Dungeon, which has got to be an absolute classic. Might one might be the one I go to first. The City of Thieves. And then one I've never heard. It's written by Steve Jackson. Appointment with Fear. Um, one I haven't come across before. So, excellent. Six fighting fantasy game books. My plan is to play them. And then when I've played them, take them to school. Probably just give them away or let kids use them. We have a reading thing on a Wednesday. Whenever a kid forgets a book. Um, now, I could, in theory, give them a fighting fantasy book. Two dice and a pencil and watch them become gamers oh yes so excited game on saturday night about 20 to 11 we just finished playing gurps dungeon fantasy rpg online using fantasy grounds and i'm feeling pretty good actually because 
Although it was really sad, Jason Connolly couldn't make it to the game at the last minute. I think his work kind of ended up overrunning and he wasn't going to get any sleep, so he didn't make it. Um, but the other three guys did, so I had Lan and Tamo and Bob, who is a new listener to the podcast who kind of asked to come and play. And previously we were planning to, as I mentioned earlier in the in the uh, earlier log, that um, we were going to play Hall of Judgment, a second session of that, with Jason not being there, um, I was I kind of asked the guys if they wanted to what they wanted to do. There was a not too bothered and too minded in either way kind of general feeling from two of the guys. Uh, Tamo and kind of ended up joining just slightly late and kind of took the decision to roll up characters using my um, new and very much in play test character generation rules for the Dungeons of Thar, which basically gives them uh, some points to spend on core attributes and then some random skills and random advantages and disadvantages. It works quite well, actually. We've got characters ranging from around around about 78 points, I think, through to about 92 points, which was good. And then the three of them went into the dungeon and did a little bit of exploring. Um, I'm not going to spoil any of that because... One of the wonderful things is now I have three groups in the dungeons and it's the same dungeon and each group is influencing what the others experience, I guess. So actually the way it turns out, while the kids are at school, there will be a session on a Tuesday night and there will be either a session on a Friday or a Saturday night every week. So there's two sessions a week being played in that single dungeon, potentially, if the Friday night game is staying it and if the Saturday night game is staying it. So the guys seem to have a good time. Um, I'm hoping that that you know was enough fun to keep them engaged. They've certainly signed up for another session on December the fourteenth. So yeah, feeling pretty positive. Um, wasn't too bad for me. I I could have been um, probably better prepped in some ways, but we were kind of working on the fly a little bit, and I don't feel too bad about that. Game on. Shh, Sunday morning can't be too noisy. But here we go. Oyster Bay is a quiet fishing village some 60 miles down the coast from the notorious Port Blacksand. Because it is at the end of a long peninsula reached only by a steep and winding path, the fishermen and their wives are left to lead a simple but content life, away from the monsters and sorcery of the hinterland. Journeying south from Fang, you decide that you could do with a few days rest, and knowing of no more peaceful place than Oyster Bay, you urge your horse towards the coast. Besides, an old adventuring friend of yours called Mungo lives there now, and it has been years since you last saw him. Two days later, you arrive at the edge of the cliffs overlooking Oyster Bay. It is a beautiful sunny morning, and everything looks tranquil below. Nothing seems to have changed. The cluster of stone cottages nestles between the foot of the cliffs and the jetty, where a dozen fishing boats lie at anchor. You jump off your horse and walk it down the winding path to the village. The first people you see are a group of crying women. As you approach them, several men step out of a cottage and run towards you. One of the four is your old friend Mungo. His weather-beaten face is full of anger. He looks surprised to see you, but wastes no time with words of welcome. He recounts the sad events that have befallen the village. It's Sunday afternoon and I've finally sat down to play a little bit more of the Island of the Lizard King. 
Um, before I do that, I thought I'd make, make notes uh, of a couple of things. So first thing is that i just done a blog post um, updating my rules for Dungeons of Thal and offering two character creation approaches that would be taken. The first one done with the uh, Friday Night Gamers, which I sort of also covered in an earlier episode. But also the stuff that I did last night, the slightly revised version to fit the Dungeons of Thal random generation um, blend that with choosing your four attributes with 60 points rather than ran rolling random dice and just updating the tables to fit with the Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game instead of um, GURPS Dungeon Fantasy. And that seems to be pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of happy to get that out there. It's um, it's up on ubiquitousrat.net and um, you, know, you can have a look. I think it's called Fighters of Thal Updated. Other than that, uh, what news? So, obviously, we did chores and housework today. <laughs> I also went to the gym, um, <laughs> which is still a relatively new experience for me. Um, and game-wise, I've also sort of begun to think about how we're going to run uh, Dungeoneer um, online using Telegram with Frank Turfler. So those things are all bubbling away. But right now, I'm just going to sit down, got Ian Livingston's Isle of the Lizard King, and take my character a little bit further into the island. And, uh, yeah, see what a horrors befall me. Hey, up, Shay. Shandy Andy again. Just listened to the GURPS actual play episode. Quite enjoyed uh, listening back to how we rolled up those characters. Uh, a few comments I got on that. Uh, the first one is... It actually seemed more complicated listening to the podcast and when we actually did it, it seemed um, remarkably straightforward when we actually did it on the day. And it did surprise me how quickly we managed it. It certainly, um, certainly something that can be done very quickly on an A4 sheet. You don't need a character sheet or anything and that's what I did. I've still got my... Um, you know, pencil scrawl and that. I might just tidy it up a bit if we're going to carry on with that character. Uh, but it really worked, and I enjoyed it very much. And I think that's definitely a way forward for getting quick GURPS characters up and running. Wednesday morning, quick note. I'm feeling very much like I'm having a non-gamer week, really. Tuesday night's skies, they showed up. Um, I was having a conversation with a colleague and they didn't wait. I must have been maybe two minutes and then they just left. Don't know what's going on there. Try not to take it personally. But yeah, other than that, just kind of really busy. Work is um, very intense right now. Coming home shattered, so um, it's all I can do really to sort of, you know, eat and you know, chill for a little bit and then go to bed. Um, but hey... What are we, a couple of weeks from a holiday? So, you know, looking forward to that. I don't know what else to say, really. I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> just got to hang in there. Thursday morning in what has been a pretty tough week, and uh, here I am at school. I've just been listening to a number of different podcasts, sorry, <laughs> my own. Um, Arlen Walker's Live from Pelham Wasteland, Ray Otis's Plundergrounds. Um, yeah, sort of... Spencer's Keep Off the Borderland, Jay Volge's Deep Centile, the list is quite long. And that keeps me going with my hobby, it keeps it alive in my mind. And I have a game on um, Friday night, and I have to admit that I'm feeling quite relieved. 
in a sense that I'm going to probably be playing the Dungeons of Thrall, uh, Dungeons of Thrall, sorry, with uh, Andy and Dean uh, because Dave can't make it. And um, it's not that I want Dave to be there because I desperately do. I really love playing with that guy at the table. What it is, is I realised that uh, Dungeons of Thal for me is is kind of low prep, like it's not difficult. Um, we're running at a low level of GURPS, which is kind of easy to get my head around. And we're running a very simple dungeon game. Um, I desperately need to add to the dungeon, but basically there's enough there to play. And I find myself increasingly excited by that, actually. It's not deep it's not a complicated tale it's not epic and none of that matters to me because I find myself just enjoying the game and I know the guys have been enjoying the game and that's kind of all I need and I am at a point in my life I think where busyness and gaming are you know really uh, pressuring each other there's um, increasingly pressures from work um, and I was listening to uh, my good friend of Paris Conti was explaining his situation, which is um, not pleasant right now, but he was explaining this to me and something clicked in my head that um, actually what I do is incredibly taxing mentally. Um, it's fairly physically challenging being a classroom teacher, but it's um, very mentally taxing, emotionally draining. You know, I'm, I'm an introvert by nature, so I'm slowly drained. My energy levels are slowly drained through the day. When I get home in the evening, I want to tell myself that I can be creative and do hobby stuff. But most of the time, I am absolutely brain dead. And it's all I can do, really, to sort of eat and maybe catch something on light on the telly and then, you know, read or something for a little while, maybe half an hour, um, before I just feel like the only thing really left is is sleep. Um, so that sounds like a, a, a down, but it's not. It's just an acceptance that, you know, what I do is, is taxing. And as we get towards the end of term, I've got two weeks to go today. In fact, two weeks today we, we break up. That actually um, energy runs low and that's okay. As I say to the kids quite a lot in this slightly trite way, it's uh, okay to not be okay. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm looking forward to gaming tomorrow. I'm hoping I get some energy back tomorrow. Tomorrow is what we call an inset day in school. It's where teachers don't have to face the children and we, in fact, have training. Um, it's usually a terrible waste of time in many ways. But tomorrow is about our well-being, and I'm really interested in this because we've got a couple of speakers coming um, to inspire us, I think, and we also have some time in a chosen session and I've chosen creative writing so I'm looking forward to working with a couple of colleagues in English and seeing what they have to say about using creative writing as a form of you know looking after yourself so yeah all to play for I guess what I am hoping is that by the time I get home tomorrow night I won't be quite as drained and tired maybe I'll have better well-being game on okay it's Friday evening um I'm kind of a bit hurried with this because my parents are about to arrive this evening and they're staying for the weekend. Um, shall we say that the, it's always quite difficult for me um, and say no more. 
Tonight is also games night. Um, Ian and Andy, I think, are coming over to game. I don't think Dave can make it. And so it looks like it'll be the Dungeons of Thal. I'm not sure Ian knows that, and I'm not entirely sure he'll be impressed with that, but hey. Um, that's what I've been doing. I just had this well-being day at school, which wasn't as terrifying and terrible as I thought it was going to be. Uh, there was some interesting stuff in there amongst a lot of, shall we say, things I've heard before. I suppose it's good to be reminded of these things. Perhaps the most fruitful thing was actually spending some time in a room with about eight people in a creative writing workshop today. Something I've always wanted to get involved in and, and actually been way too terrified to get involved in is, is, you know, that thing where we mutually share work and um, did some writing today, about 20 minutes or so, writing um, something with a, a quick kind of writing, what's the word, exercise? Yeah. Um, and it was good. It was kind of fun. And we just sort of shared the reasons why we're there and we're set up and we're agreeing to meet kind of every half term or so. And so I guess what I'm, uh, what I've come to realise is I, I have like the desire to be writing more creatively outside of my role playing, I guess. So that's interesting. I described it in the group as, you know, ever since I was a very little kid, I've had all these worlds in my head and it, they need to come out. And um, yeah, I think that's what I need to do. Um, one of the most useful things today from our speakers, um, I saw uh, Sir John Timpson today speak. He's the, if you're a UK guy, you know what I'm talking about, Timpson's um, cobbler shops. <laughs> and he didn't speak cobblers, it was great. Um, but he talked about his business model and the most important thing about being trusting people. And he also talked about his involvement in education recently, which is kind of something I didn't know about, um, and how they've kind of a small um, academy chain down south that is, you know, applying his business model, if you like, to school, um, which is basically to remove the boundaries, to trust people to do their jobs and to remove the boundaries. And this was like in such stark contrast to my life that uh, it was quite stunning. I think there was a lot of um, interesting reactions to that. But anyway, what I realised is, is that it, it's vitally important to trust both yourself and your players. And as a GM... It suddenly occurred to me that maybe part of my job, a big part of my job, is to sort of get barriers out of the way of my guys having fun. I'll let one sink in, I guess. Um, you know, that if, if the GM worried more about the experience the players were having, not worried more, you know, thought more about the experience players were having, and kind of making sure that rather than what I put in and what I prep, it's kind of at the session what I remove and what I do to try and allow the players more time to speak and play, to explore the world that they're in and to uh, achieve the things they want to achieve. And um, I just thought it was an interesting thing to think about, um, perhaps not earth-shattering to anybody else. It certainly wasn't an earth-shattering thought, but it was just a thought that, wow, I could do that. Um, I also heard um, a lady whose name is now going to my head, Pam something or other. Pam, I want to... Uh, Summers, I want to say maybe. I'm not sure. I need to go Google. Um, she's one of those kind of motivational, positive thinking speakers. Um, talking really about NLP and the very basis of it, which, you know, having spent a lot of time reading about uh, neuro-linguistic programming, uh, NLP, uh, I know a lot about it. So there's nothing earth-shattering there. And her presentation, to be fair, was, yeah, all right, but a bit sort of cheesy. Um... 
But hey, there was some good stuff in there. There was some good stuff in there. You know, there was some interesting thoughts. And um, the biggest one would be about you know, changing the self-talk, you know. And um, of course, I suffer from negative self-talk, as you're probably aware, if you're a regular listener anyway. But it was uh, it was enlightening in the sense of uh, realising that, you know, when we talk ourselves down, we tend to perform down. And um, trying to look for the victories, really. Just trying to look for all the little things. The, um, the other day, I, I was completely separate to this. I, I we did a little task where I put away my to-do list for the day and I wrote a list um, of 10 things I'd achieved. Uh, 10 things that, you know, kind of done list. Uh, and that was really powerful, actually, uh, oddly. Strange thing to do. Got to paste a note and just wrote down 10 things. Um, I uh, I ended up kind of sharing that on, um, on the MeWe group simply because... Um, I was. I felt it was necessary. I wanted to put it out in the world. You know, I wanted to share this. Um, that I felt I achieved some stuff. It was. It was basically work. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe at the end of the session, it might be worth sitting down and making a list of sort of ten things that you did that were cool or that were great or two. And in the end of my game sessions, I try to get in the habit of asking the players each of like, you know, what was the what was the moment for you? What was the pos- What was the positive moment tonight? What was the thing you most enjoyed tonight? And listen to that very carefully and. Uh, you know, and and cherish that positivity, um, because I think it's so easy to to be negative, and you know, to be cynical and to be down on things. Um, and I have heard today lots of people be very down on things and really poo pooing anything that suggests change or pos- You know, any kind of positivity is kind of like, you know, rained on from great height. Height. You know, um, if pardon the expression, people have to piss on things. You know, um, so, huh. I'm not feeling terribly uh, energetic. I'm, I've got low energy. I'm tired after a hard week, another hard week, and I'm feeling, you know, kind of like quite beat up in in many ways. Um, I had a space today to think and um, to try some different stuff, and that was good. Um, and I kind of I just wanted to see my friends, and I realised that I I just wanted to, you know, roll dice with them and have a laugh with them and and help them have a good time. I don't know if any of that ramble makes sense, but i got to get it out of me, so there it is.